Welcome to Empire Building, the podcast where we talk about building big businesses and even bigger lives. I'm your co-host, Wendy Papazian. I'm Seychelle Van Poole. And I'm Sarah Reynolds. So we have done all of the work. Work, 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 work. Isn't that a song? Yes, it is. It is. It is. It is. It totally is. I'm bad day job. (laughs) (laughs) Don't That's okay. I've had zero desire to ever become a (laughs) that for my day job. Now a comedian episode. This is the episode where we should be. You're very funny. You are funny. What would be what would be your alter ego? Like if you weren't if you weren't running your business, what would Mm -hmm. you be? My alter ego. Well, yeah. you know I want to be like a Jamaican Rastaman, right? No. Have I ever tried? Go on. Go on. I learned from our last episode that I should go three deep on my questions. Tell me more about that, Sarah. <laughs> so if you ever like, have you ever thought like, if I, if I wasn't Sarah, like what would I come yeah. back as? Like, right? Yeah. And I'm always like, I wouldn't be this like chill, like Jamaican rest, like everything's fine. Like, cause it's the complete opposite of me right now. Like, Do you know what just in my head came to mind when you said Which Jamaican dreads? Rastaman was not, not a Jamaican Rastaman, but Snoop Dogg is what first popped in my yes. head. <laughs> Sarah's on to all of our Jamaican listeners. Yes. Snoop Dogg. Yeah. No, I know he's not well, Jamaican for the record. Oh, but I, I can do my, no, 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 no. It's uh-huh. the one and only D-O-W-G. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> I can do some dog. Okay, so so my alter ego is I would be a private detective. Like I would be a private investigator, like a PI. Mm. Oh. Mm-hmm. You would never good. know. You would never know, right? Yes. Like, yes. That's what I would do. What would, if what I, would you be, Wendy? What would you be, Wendy? Um, I have a lot of weird things I'd like to do. I mean, I used to want to be the president, first female president of the United oh. States. Yes, you would you know, be I was both. a political science right. major. Uh, but really what I think I'd be super good at is something where I could be like in a in a thinking uh, situation where I could just kind of ideate all the time and then also mm. like take different things and solve mm-hmm. something. Like I'm really good at like taking a lot of different pieces and solving it. Um, so I don't know exactly what that looks like, but you're like a puzzle master, a yeah. but of the brain, Ooh, yeah. or a Rasta man. I mean, that's probably my third thing. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if all else fails, the three of us are going to live in Jamaica and <laughs> get dreads, and it's yeah. going to be great. It's going to be great. Like, everything's fine. Nothing to worry about. <laughs> I feel like I have. I feel like I have like a leg up on you all because if my hair is left to humidity, I can kind of. Yeah, I mean, I can. Me get too, though. Volume. I got you. Oh, I yeah. got humidity. Don't you, you worry. We saw yeah. Mexico hair between the <laughs> yes. two of us. That's yes. true. Yes. I watched your hair grow in front of me like a chia pet. Wendy was like, "You weren't kidding." I'm like, "I know. Yeah. It just grows. Yeah. yeah, it's really intense." <laughs> what are we talking about today? <laughs> what are we talking yeah. about? So today, today we're actually closing out our sales funnel um, series, and we're talking about okay, you've done all the work. Right. You generated the Mm -hmm. lead. You've made all the calls to get that. Yes. You booked the appointment. You ensured the appointment happened. You met with them to serve them, listen, meet their needs. You got the commitment. So you got a commitment in order, like an order to work 
uh, with with them, right? Um, and this can apply be applied to every um, business, right? Um, and so it's time to actually get it to the finish line. So you got the order, you got the commitment. Okay, so what do you need to do from the time that you got the commitment to when the money is actually in the bank? So serving them, right? Doing the actual service um, to the client. Um, it makes me think of uh, the first closing I had. And it was a first time home buyer. And um, it was the day of closing. We were at the closing table. So we're, uh, we're I run a real estate team. And so that's the industry I'm in. But all this applies to all oh, industries, what? right? You run a real what? estate team? Oh, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. You're sometimes. not. A, I didn't know Jamaican that. Jamaican Rastafari. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I know I've confused our listeners. <laughs> I didn't know Of this. who I am. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so it was my first closing. And the lender calls. We're sitting down. The lender calls and says it's not closing oh, no. today. And we're mm-hmm. at the closing table. Nope, okay. mm. that's not good. And I freak out. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I'm freaking out. Like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm, like, freaking out. I call my mom in a panic, and um, she rushes to the office because she lives close to the office, rushes to the office. She comes, and she sees me, like, panicking. Like, I don't know what to do. Oh, my goodness. And she says, Sarah, sit down. Oh, no. And, like, she sits me down in our office, like, around <clears throat> the corner from the conference room. And she's like, sit down. And I'm like, and she doesn't talk to me like that very often. Mm-hmm. Sit down. And I'm, I sit down. And she's like, our number one job, stay calm. And you are not staying calm. (laughs) And I was like, yes. Okay. But I had to learn. Okay. You got to stay calm. Okay. Cause problems will come up. Right. And so we're gonna Uh talk about that, Uh, but we're going to dive into what do you do from the time you get the commitment to money in the bank, the close has happened, the sale has happened. Um, What are some things that you can do to make it even better and get more clients? Cause the goal or, or more sales orders, the goal is to give such a good job that they're referring you lots and lots of business. I love, I love that. that. I love the thought of little 22-year-old Sarah, however old you were, mm-hmm. and your mom just being like, really? Like this kid that she knows so well. Yeah. Right? Like, really? And your mom is just cool as a cucumber. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, oh, she yeah. really is. Cucumber. Nothing phases. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love that. Yeah. Well, the first thing you need to do is you need to set expectations. Okay, so um, you need to be saying things like, this is what happens next, or you can expect this to happen. Um, the worst thing that can happen is when a customer asks you, hey, mm. what's going to happen next? I always view that as a fail for me. Mm-hmm. If, if, uh, if, I have a, if I have a client that, that says, hey, I, I don't understand or I don't know what's, what's going on next. So really, you're setting it up. Every expectation is then fulfilled and then... At that fulfillment, you're setting up the next expectation. So whatever your closing process looks like, it goes from here to here to here to here. And there's always clear communication along the way. So I love I that. I love that. It, ma- it made me think, um, you know, w- we have the opportunity to mastermind sometimes with Gary Keller and some of the other top um, business leaders across the country. And uh, this last mastermind, someone pulled up this Monopoly board and they built a monopoly board of their process mm-hmm. um, from so from the time. That's it was brilliant. so smart. Yeah, it's and so cute. It, it, the monopoly board sets those expectations, right? What's going to happen next? And but I, I love that Wendy's like you're just literally moving them from one stage 
to the next stage, one yeah. stage to the next stage. There is, yeah. there's a tech hack for this, um, regardless of what industry you're in that I really like too. It's called Folio, F-O-L-I-O. And you can set in like milestones that then will mm. auto email with next steps to the client. It's kind of like a pizza tracker for real estate, but it, it can like add things to their calendar <laughs> or- A pizza like, tracker for real estate? Yeah. It's great, is right? Like you your said? domino. Yeah, it's like yeah. a Domino's pizza tracker. You know where your oh, yeah, pizza great. is. Um, yeah, but it can it can be for any industry. So regardless of what sales industry you're in, it's it's a nice little piece of tech that's easy to implement that integrates in with your email. That like it's just it's a seamless like little process. So that's one that we really like to use to help kind of with that. Here's what's going to happen next to follow up with like a written communication for it. I mean, it, I, my mind is blown right now with like I didn't know pizza trackers existed. <gasps> Yeah. Okay. So if, if 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 customers want yeah. to track their pizza, yeah. If you're in an industry that's bigger than a pizza, then you better have some what happens next built yeah. in. Because if the consumer wants to track a pizza, you can find your pizza. Like, what, yeah. I don't even know. You know, know when it's in the oven. Now. You wow. know when it's in the car. You know where it is. I mean, it and really, am the pizza company though. Well, Domino's, it? Domino's created it, right? Yeah. So it was a yeah. Domino's creation, yeah. but, uh-huh. but it's Amazon, like, it's Amazon ripped that off. Sarah. It's just not yeah. something you can download. It's not called Pizza Tracker. <laughs> I <laughs> wish. <laughs> like I could see all the pizza. pizzas in America <laughs> where they are. Like it's got a I tiny edible microchip in it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's, that's actually where my brain went. Yeah. Like is what's the system for that? Like, yeah. <laughs> I need so. to know what kind of cheese you're using. Yeah, seriously. Connect the dots there for you. I know. It's Domino's. But I really think, I don't have this, like Jeff Bezos hasn't told me if he did this or not. We're not like on that level. But I think Amazon stole the idea. Yeah. Yeah. Buddy JB. Hashtag, hi, Jeff Bezos. Um, He, I think Amazon stole that from Domino's though, because Domino's was using the pizza tracker long before Amazon started reporting how many stops away your order is. And I think, mm. I think, do, in think my- that was FedEx though, maybe? Uh, For sure it was FedEx. FedEx. FedEx okay. has been doing yeah. it a while. Yeah. So, I so think FedEx, Domino's is doing it for FedEx though. I think like do, Domino's really started that. Possibly, over Thanksgiving yeah. break, I, I um, watched uh, the brands that built America on the History Channel. Ooh. I'm obsessed with the History, I love Channel, the History right Channel right now. I love the so History good. Channel. And FedEx, the story of FedEx, it was FedEx. Now that Wendy just said that. Oh, it, nice. They, it they was. Did, I know everything. Yes. Yeah, you're I knew it. smart. So yeah, evidently our alter <laughs> well, ego is like- my brother-in-law works like, for FedEx. He's worked oh. for FedEx for like 40 years since it was a tiny company. Amazing. Wow. Jan, Jan's, cool. bro- Jan's husband. What? Oh. Yeah. Shout out to my sister-in-law, Jan, who is obsessed with the Northern Lights right now, you guys. You mean really? my- my Jan. I my like grandchildren's future. grandpa? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Is that who we're talking about? Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. You're yeah. going to have to draw a diagram. Sarah and I have an arranged ma- marriage with her son and my grandniece, who is yes. literally the cutest. Yeah. So She's cute. So cute. But, but I, haven't, I haven't shared that with my niece yet, so... <laughs> <laughs> Breaking like, news. Well, you have it's <laughs> yeah. the right time and place, Natalie. right? It's all about the right yes. time and place. You know, yep, this is sure. really um exposing though that our alter ego is probably not Jamaican Rastafarians, but instead like 90-year-olds <laughs> watching the history channel yes. in like 90s. <laughs> <laughs> probably not Jamaican <laughs> Rastafarians. For yourself. I'm just, okay, don't include me in that. <laughs> <laughs> I just throw it in. out there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so set those expectations. Number two is communicate, communicate. Communicate. 
Okay. Vince Lombardi said it takes months to find a customer, but seconds to lose one. Ooh. And so if you if you just t- put all five of the, these sales funnel episodes together and just think about the work, the money, oh the my time gosh, yeah. that went into getting the customer, right? And where I have seen us fail or struggled, right, even myself mm-hmm. at times, is it's all it comes down to communication. So it's a communication problem, error, um, not setting those expectations, as Wendy said, but not regularly communicating. I mean, I have found that those that thrive in communication, you can mess up a lot of things, but if mm-hmm. you're thriving in communication, it doesn't matter. Like our, my sister-in-law is an, a powerful sales leader at Empower Home. Her name's Korea, um, spelled like Carrie with an A at the end, but you say it like the country. And um, she is not good with details. Like not good with details, but she would always jump in and help us. Like if our listing manager went away, she'd jump in and she would have it to where the signs go in the wrong yard. Like the neighbor called, um, the sign went in my neighbor's yard, not my yard. And then she would have, she would hang up and get a referral after she made the mistake of the sign going in the yard, (laughs) she gets a referral. And it's because she's so good at communicating care communicating candor at the same time, those two together. And so communicate, having a system about that, which we're going to talk about here in a, in a second, point number three. Okay, but making sure we communicate is key throughout the process. I love that. And number three, to build on the communication part, is to understand who's doing what on your team when. And so you need to have workflows or action plans built out that cover each step of serving the client after the, they are a client, right? We, we put all this energy into getting them and now it's like, okay, now we need to serve them. So if you can make that process more predictable of like, if this happens, then the next thing happens. If this thing happens, the next thing happens, right? And it triggers, it's going to make your backend process, especially if you're not detail oriented, it's going to make your life so much easier. And the best way to start doing that, if you haven't done that yet, is basically just make a list. We do it in Excel just because it's easier to sort, but just make a list of everything that happens once you get the client. Then out beside that, put when it needs to happen. And then the next third column is who does it? That's really all you need to do. And then you can figure out what can we automate or build out as far as a system in this process. But it it doesn't need to be overly complicated. It's three simple columns. It's what needs to happen, when does it need to happen, and who does it. And if you can be clear on those three things, um, you can really have clarity around how you serve your client and when they need to be served at what time. And that helps you build back in your communication. So good, say. One of the best books um, that I've read and that I read regularly is called The E-Myth Revisited. Mm-hmm. And it talks about how building the systems, building the action plans, building the workflows to where no matter what happens, the experience is going to be five-star because we're following a system, a plan. And so that's what Say is talking about, is building that out for your team. So then there's no guessing at who's doing what and when it should be done by. That's right. I love that. Love that. <clears throat> Well, and then you want to become a problem-solving expert, right? Love so, that. Um, like Debbie said to Sarah way back when, <laughs> first thing you want to do is is stay calm, okay? Mm-hmm. And then there are uh, effective uh, problem-solving processes out there. We're not going to go through them, but um, <clears throat> I think a lot of us just tend to make a very rash decision, and we don't have a process for solving problems. So mm. a lot of us just feel like we can go with our gut or we've got intuition and we can see all the things. And, and I know like Seychelles, you're really good at that. And I'm actually really good at it. But 
I I actually think this can, um, if it's a big enough, I mean, for a little problem, you're not going to go through this whole process. But I mean, for a larger problem, it really behooves you to mm-hmm. really think about uh, a certain process. So, the, and the first thing you want to do is you want to understand what the problem is, right? Yep. yep. Um, and then really remember that different people might have different uh, ideas about what the issues are. Okay? Yeah. That's good. Um, and the best solution is going to be the one that satisfies everyone, everyone's interest, especially if it's mm-hmm. a problem that you're dealing with a customer. Okay, mm. so everybody's every we want to have a win-win. Sometimes I feel like we feel like we we are in the right all the time, and they're in the wrong. But the reality mm-hmm. is, there's always two sides, and mostly more than more than two sides to every single story. That's when we go back to our active listening. Okay, tell me what the problem is. Right, let's mm-hmm. put our differences aside and listen to each other with the intention to understand. And then figure out some solutions. Let's brainstorm a little bit. What could we do to make this? What could we make do to make this problem go away? What could we do to solve this problem? Then look at all the options, and then select an option, and then you know just go through and make sure everyone's really clear. You know, you, depending on the the scope of the problem, you might say, you know what, I'm just going to follow up with an email. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to follow up with an email with what we decided on, um, and when you send that email, you're going to end that email that says. Uh, this is what I feel like we talked about. I just wanted to put it in writing to make sure that we're all clear. And if you guys can follow that kind of simple solution uh, for every that. single process you have, um, you will be a very effective problem solver. And it, and it's kind of, I think we have the tendency as human beings to be conflict averse. A lot of us are very mm-hmm. conflict averse, mm. especially women. You know, mm. those of you that are women out there, you, we're taught to like not make waves, be nice, things like that. And so sometimes having a process around conflict resolution or problem solving can really help us because sometimes when there's a problem, we just want to avoid it. So right? true. We just kind of want to like put it under the rug. So yeah. So, and just like everything else, uh, <clears throat> becoming better at solving problems, it's not something that you're born with. It's something that you can, it's a muscle that you can improve on. Mm-hmm. So, so true. Love that. I think I think that's what sets apart excellent versus mediocre mm-hmm. is the ability and the commitment to really solve problems. Like I think about the first lender that won my business. It was because he solved a big problem and then he did make a mistake, but he owned the mistake mm-hmm. in the problem versus saying he didn't have any ownership in it. And that spoke volumes to me because I had never had a lender do that before. Mm-hmm. And so the fact wow. that he did that, I was like, okay. Like you're my guy um, you're because I can deal with any problem yeah. as long as we know about it and we're talking about it and everyone is, is admitting their DNA in it. But if you're, they're not, then it's a lot a hard, hard to do that. So it's hard. I love, I love that Sarah. And on the opposite side of that, we had a lender we worked with early on when I was in the business and he, um, he didn't perform, made some mistakes. And then at the closing table threw us under the bus. And mm. this was, this was a big, a big lender. I still refuse to work with him to this day. We still, 15 years later, and they had 100% of our business. Mm. And still now 15 years after that incident, I refuse. Like if a client wants to work with them, I will send them to a different agent if they're adamant. Like I will not work with them because I don't trust them. Mm. So, Yeah, but it, it's key when we're, when we're through the, when we've gotten that agreement and we're now living mm-hmm. out our promise, problems are going to come up. 
Like it's just it's just life. Yeah. Right? Well, that's yeah. It's life. That's, and so the, and so it's it, not the problem. How we of handle like, them. Yeah. Yes. It's not the problem of a yeah. problem. I I mean I think all three yeah. of us sit on boards together, right? Like yeah. we all screw up. We all make mistakes. It's it's owning your DNA in it and yes. and. I, like if he if he had just said like hey we made a mistake and, and you know what we can't financially contribute to that mistake but I'm really sorry that that happened and yada 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 I, it would have been a totally different experience totally yep. different experience yep no it's 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 important to um, own things and mm-hmm. also know that problems will come up and mm-hmm. let's tackle them head on and make yeah. sure we're partnering with people that are like that. Yeah. Um, which I and think we it's, actually, it's wise to know that. We set that up at the appointment, by the way, when we're setting up with a client. I, I proactively just say, listen, this is an emotional bumpy process and there could be a time when something happens that you're not super happy about or you're not feeling like this is a level 10 experience. And what I want you to do is pick up the phone and let us know because if we don't know, we can't fix it. And we will immediately work to try to either figure out how to fix it or figure out a solution for it. Um, but I just address it. We on our team address it front, yeah. you know, just right away. Setting expectations. So, yeah. So that yeah. there's just not a surprise when it happens. And we have a system and a process for how to handle it because most humans, I don't think, are taught conflict resolution in a, in a productive way. So we yep. have to kind of teach that a little bit. Yep. Um, and then, you know, I think really this parlays into the last one for us, which is number six, which oh, hold is... Hold on, say. Hold oh, on. did I skip you? No, no, no. Oh, we no, skipped we you. Have five. Sorry. Yes. Right. <laughs> uh, I, five, five is important. I think no matter what you're selling and whatever the... What, whatever um, the the agreement is, right? Yeah. You want to keep the customer focused on the mission and the big why and also understanding like why they chose you. Like, I think a lot of times I see people make a mistake of like, let's say you sell like water bottles, right? Mm-hmm. And you, that you fought for that sale, that you were going to produce these water bottles in, to this uh, retailer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and throughout that process, as things come up, as you're, as you're uh, putting the order together, um, reminding them of why they chose your water bottles over a competitor. I think a lot of times we do that in the, in the presentation, right. In the beginning, at the appointment, but it's, it's key to actually do that the entire time because the truth is, is buyer's remorse, no matter what industry you're in, buyer's remorse is a very real thing. Mm -hmm. Um, so when someone makes a decision, Many people question their decision, right? On on mm-hmm. the disc profile, the majority of the population are SCs. So mm-hmm. SCs, their biggest fear is is um, making a mistake. So if that's the majority of the population, once they make a decision, they're still questioning: Did I make the right decision? Right? Mm-hmm. And so reminding them: Okay, this is why you're making the move, or this is why you chose. Um, our company. This is what sets our product apart. Um, and not, and not thinking that that's only done at that appointment, you're actually doing that throughout the process. Um, and, and really reiterating your value, um, so that you get those five-star reviews and referrals. I love that. And yes, we cannot forget that on number five, because it's a very important one. The last one we're going to cover today, which is number six, is go the second mile with the service to meet their needs, right? We have to go above and beyond. So we can't just meet the bare minimum of the experience. They expect that. So what are we doing to delight and surprise the customer along the way? 
And um, I I love to, like, I will save things on my phone. Like if I see a brand doing something that's above and beyond that we can use to parallel in one of our own industries, I think that there, there are so many brands out there that do a great job of this. So to me, it's, you know, R&D it, rip off and, you know, duplicate it if it's something that's really amazing and you can parlay that into your own business. Um, because I think there's there's amazing opportunities to go above and beyond that really are not, like, incredibly complicated. It's not like rocket science. Well, I, I love that, Seychelle. And I would just challenge everyone to ask themselves the question, what is your process for giving your yeah. team permission to go the extra mile? Mm, right? Love or that. what's inside your organization that's going to cause your team to go the extra mile? Because we all talk about it. I think, I don't yep. think there's anyone who's like, you know what? I just want to provide rudimentary basic service. <laughs> uh, yeah. But if you don't, if you don't have a process or a system, or if it's not a part of your culture, mm-hmm. right, then you need to ask yourself that question. You know, what is our process for going the extra mile with every customer? Love so. that. I, yeah. I, I love that, Wendy. Um, I, I I can't remember. I think it was um, Ritz Carlton the that got me thinking on this, and they had a they had put a system in place to where every employee had a certain amount a dollar amount that mm-hmm. they could spend to make something mm-hmm. right. So mm-hmm. I listened to that, and then I, we com- we um, started our Make It Right Fund, where every single team member has a certain dollar amount that they don't have to ask. They don't have to ask. Mm-hmm. Anyone in leadership, they can say, okay, I ordered them dinner, you know, um, to make their life easier. We had to make it right. And it might not even be something we did, but we wanted to make it right for them. Um, And so I pulled from my make it right fund. Um, And so that's such a key point, what Wendy just said. And so I just gave a little bit of an idea. (laughs) That's a brilliant idea. Yeah, no, that's That's so smart. I can remember when we went, the only time I've ever stayed at the Ritz-Carlton is when we were in Jakarta and uh, we walked in, of course, um, you know, if you've ever stayed at the Ritz-Carlton, you know that they always call you by name right when you get there. Somehow they know your name when you get there. And then every other time they call everybody by name. But what I remember, and I've, to- I've shared this story so many times, and it just goes to show how going the extra mile doesn't have to cost a lot, but it mm. has to. there has to be thought involved. And so we went to check in and the... Um, the, the clerk that was the, you know, the concierge behind the desk who was checking us in asked my kids what their favorite animal was. And mm. it was a very kind of like, um, it was a very casual question. We didn't really think anything of it. And by the time we got upstairs, there was two cookies in our room with the animals and their name on it. Oh, my gosh. Each kid's name. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. You've never shared the story with me. That's amazing. It's amazing. I didn't know that. That's yeah. Amazing. It's like, did you go up that secret like stairway in the back? Or like it was crazy. Yeah. Wow. Um, it was like a little dinosaur, and I can't remember the other one, but um wow. that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, really crazy. And and you know, it's surprise and delight, and it costs yes. them what? Yeah. Two dollars, yeah. yeah. You know, two two dollars, but the but the execution of it was was what made awesome. it remarkable. So, oh, I love that. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know what else was incredible was this episode, you guys. I got a lot out of it. I it always was. take a lot of notes. I always I take a too. lot of notes from you guys. Um, my main gold nugget is that in another life, Sarah's going to be a Rastafarian. <laughs> 
<laughs> she's going to go. It really she's is gonna amazing. She's going to go from, uh, you know, herself to her, to her chill, to her chill self. But we talked today, we talked about setting expectations, right? And it's not good enough just to set expectations. What's your, what's your plan? Have, do you have that built out, right? What's your system for setting expectations? Communication is key, right? Communication is actually everything. Communication probably should have been number one. Um, and then you've got uh, plans for who does what and when, right? Everybody stays in their lane. Um, that's also communication. Um, learn how to solve problems. If you're not a natural so- problem solver, then figure out a process in order to do so, right? And don't shy away from them because actually solving problems usually brings people, organizations, uh, groups together. I know, you know, some of the... Um, kind of the thorniest situations that I've been in with clients result in the in the most glowing reviews. Mm-hmm. Agreed. We're able, we're able to help them. Um, keep, keep your folks focused on their motivation. Super mm-hmm. powerful. And then make sure to go the extra mile. So uh, this sales series was incredible. Shout out to Sarah for writing Great it. Great job, Sarah. Uh, you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're so gifted. Um, sales is your gift. And also writing... Um, Wonderful training is also your gift. So um, thank you for that. And and if you found this episode or this series helpful, please, please, please write us a five-star rating and review. We would really appreciate it. And I've actually been seeing them. So I think I I shared a couple episodes ago that we'd only gotten two the whole year. Um, and we're definitely getting more. So I thank you, we, thank you. We see them. I share them with the ladies all the time. We really appreciate mm-hmm. it. It makes us feel so good. Um, so thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us again. And I want you guys to continue to go out there and build those big businesses and even bigger lives. So we'll see you next time. Bye, Bye guys. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.